Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Digital Marketing podcast. This is episode number 20, and my name is Rob. I am your host, and uh, today we're going to talk about how much a website costs. Uh, This is a question, obviously, this is what I do and what I do every day, and pricing and writing quotes and doing consultations and stuff like that is something that that is always going on with me. So I figured today I'd answer a couple of the big issues that come up when it comes to creating your website um, and hiring a designer and developer and what are the costs involved. So that's what we're going to be covering in today's episode. So think about it this way. You got a website that you need to Uh, redesign or you've got uh, a new business and it's time to uh, step out and launch your website. That's great. It's exciting. It can be a lot of fun. It can be uh, something that can do uh, a lot of great things for your business. Uh, There are uh, a lot of things that you can do with a website now that um, weren't as common in years past that can help drive your bus- drive business from your website. And so it's important to make sure that you get everything right there. And, um, you know, this is the stuff that I do every day. And, um, you know, when we're working on these things, the big questions that come up are, uh, you know, how much does this cost? It's like every time, you know, I, I don't want to say every time, but in many instances, one of the first questions that clients have when they come to sit down and do their website is how much is this thing going to cost me? And, um, you know, there have been a few occasions where it just didn't even actually make any sense to hire a web designer. And so we've turned that business down and tried to put the client on the right path to doing what they need to do. And then there are uh, things that you need to know when you are trying to get started with a website, you know, things to do and things not to do. Um, and we'll probably cover that in another episode, but you know, today we're talking about how much it costs. So the, the big thing that, uh, is kind of like the overarching challenge when it comes to how much a website costs is, uh, comes down to two main things, features and functionality, and the design requirements. So uh, the way we do web design in most instances is not from a content perspective, but from a page template perspective. And what I mean is this, we just um, rolled out a a new website uh, recently where we created, I wanna say about 12 different page templates uh, you know, we've got a home page, and then we've got a blog page, and we've got a services page, and all these kinds of things, and uh, 12 different page templates in all, um, at least, if not more, and um, and what we do is we build, build from the idea that all of these templates are going to be repurposable, right? So you need to be able to do uh, create multiple different pages on your website, maybe using 
one template. And so that's what we do. So we design pages um, that or page templates that can be repurposed to cover several different kinds of content. So uh, a common thing that we do that you'll see is we'll design maybe one uh, for like for general content. We'll create one uh, like a single column full width uh, look that maybe has a header and a sidebar. And then we have that same page template that doesn't include the side uh, the sidebar, but maybe includes a uh, a lead magnet opt-in form or something like that. Um, you know, and, and and it really depends on the kind of site that we're building. The one that I'm thinking about now, as I'm talking about this, is a is a site that has um, three main business divisions in it, and they were. Um, they were the business divisions are similar enough to where we could create page templates that could be repurposed for various different things in the site, but they were different enough to where each one would need to have uh, each business division would need to have its own branding, and it would need to have uh, content that would be unique to that. Obviously, colors, logos, those kinds of things would be unique to that section of the site. So from a design perspective, when we sit down to talk about uh, you know, what a website is gonna cost, that's one of your biggest, perspective, uh, your biggest costs right there is what kind of content are you trying to present and how do you need to, um, you know, how many different pages are you gonna need to do that? And in this particular instance, we had around 12 different page templates that we would need to create and then we had, uh, you know, and then we loaded up the content. So there may be, you know, 20 instances of one page template and maybe four of another and, you know, 10 of another, so on and so forth. You could reuse these and then, then you have like the pages that are standard to every website, like your contact page, your about us page, uh, your services page, and those kinds of things. Those pages are... Um, you know, a page templates of themselves also. So that's what it looks like from the design perspective. So one of the things that makes a big difference is if if you don't have a need for that many different page templates, then that's gonna be something that's gonna uh, help keep your costs down. So when you're thinking about doing design work, you know, what kind of pages do you need? That's why we always sitemap first for big projects. So we'll create a sitemap and figure out all of the different pages that we need, how those pages link together, where they sit in the overall uh, website architecture, and you know, and then what the needs are for those pages will dictate what kind of page template we need to use for that particular page. I hope that makes sense. It's you know, we want to make sure that we do the best job of presenting information to our uh, visitors when they get there. So we create the page template with them in mind, right? Because I've talked about, I know I talked about it in a video a few days ago, um, and I think I've talked about it before on the podcast, that the first question that, that every visitor asks when they land on your website is, what's in it for me? And that means... How can you help me answer my question? And and so 
there may be a variety of ways that they get to your website. You know, one this project that I'm talking about, um, one of the things that we found out would be that there are going to be multiple ways that uh, visitors are going to be coming into the website. They may be coming through searching for a keyword topic uh, and the, for which we've created some content for. So we had some SEO content that we had created and you know so they may be coming through a search engine to a blog page. So people may be coming in that way. So we wanted to make sure that when they landed on that page, that the way the page was designed would be in a way that it would answer their questions and then lead them hopefully to uh, taking the next step into uh, engaging with uh, the company. So, and that, that goes for all of the different kinds of things that uh, are kinds of different pages. You know, a homepage is got some very specific things that you're trying to communicate to get engagement. And so, uh, so the, that dictates the design part of that. And another aspect of design that I think is a really important deal is that when you are designing a page, you have to be thinking about what do you want your visitor to do when they land on that page? That's a really big challenge. Um, and, and, and sometimes one of the biggest things that I've seen businesses and website owners do is they get so locked in and so focused on how a, um, how they want the page to look or how they want the website to look to to the exclusion of the client. And you that's really the wrong way to approach things. Yes, it's your site. Yes, you want you want your site to look right. You want it to look well and in a in uh represent your brand well, but your website really is an information piece for your visitors. And then, you know, then the other part of this is, is we kind of talk through this multifaceted aspect of how to design a page is when somebody lands on that page, what action do you want them to take? So that could be something like, you know, do you want them to click on a lead magnet and download a, uh, some sort of resource? Maybe it's a checklist or maybe it's a blueprint guide or maybe it is you know, a white paper or something like that, that is going to be something that is interesting to them. That's going to drive them to take that action. You know, other pages, it may be to subscribe to your, your, uh, your blog, right. To get updates from your blog into their inbox on a weekly basis or a daily basis. You know, other pages, it may be to click through to another page to continue to increase engagement. So when you're presenting these these pages to your visitors, you want to have a thought process about what you want to do on each of those pages and how that's going to work. I hope that makes sense because, you know, sometimes people look at the, you know, budgets that are proposed for websites and they get blown away and think about, man, I can't afford a $15,000 website. And you know, that I think really doesn't take into account when all you see is a sticker or, or, you know, sticker price or, you know, all you see is a bottom line number. You're not taking into account all of the time and research and 
work that's going into creating those pages and those page templates and those kinds of things that designers and developers will do to maximize what you're able to accomplish with your website online. So that's that covers kind of the, you know, the broad overview of what it looks like from a design perspective. So when you got a bigger project, obviously you're going to need a bigger budget, you know, page templates, design approach, you know, those kinds of things, your calls to action and the features associated with that are the things that uh, ultimately are big drivers as far as the price is concerned. Now, since I mentioned uh, features just a second ago, the other side of this that drives uh, what makes your website expensive or what drives up the cost of a website is the features and the functionality that you need to have when it comes to your website. So, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, what kind of different things do you need to do to... Um, to you know, to provide features and functionality to your audience, and that could be something like: is it a membership site? Is it something where you're going to have privileged content? And what I mean by that is, somebody has to log in to be able to access various different things. It doesn't even necessarily mean that it's a member site. It could be something you know, like it's a company. Uh, and you, you know, want your customers to be able to um, log into your website and download their, you know, their statements or something like that. Uh, those are features that are are part of driving up the cost of a website. Then, then there can be things like online applications, right? So you've got online applications, and then you've got, uh, you know content management frameworks that build out directories. I built, there's a six-figure site that I built um, a while back that it's a huge site and um, you know they have these enormous directories on this site so we had to build out the content management framework to make it reasonably uh, straightforward and easy for uh, content managers to be able to go in and work with that particular con content and populate that content, you know, publish, unpublish, revise, those kinds of things, and then display it in different ways. So that's another uh, big feature. So if you've got directories or things like that, that could be something that could be a big driver as far as the cost is concerned. And then, um, you know, it, I think e-commerce is probably the biggest one. So that comes with its own set of unique requirements and uh, that is also a big driver as far as the cost of a website is concerned. So you have this, um, you know, this feature set. That, you know, there's another site that I built where we uh, design custom drumsticks on the website and uh, you can upload your image, you can add your text. There is a text editor in there where you can um, you know, put custom text on your image, on your, your stick, and then we take that image and we get it formatted correctly and then we send it 
to uh, the printer. The printer handles it. And then we had specs that we had to build out for um, for the vendor, uh, you know, for the printer to be able to uh, access the file correctly. So, you know, those kinds of things are, are big features and functionality, you know. So when somebody quotes you, you know, a low number, you should always be scratching your head, especially if you know that your feature set is going to be a little bit bigger. So, so that's kind of the the thought process behind this, you know. Building a custom website is a challenge uh, because there's a lot that goes into it, and you know, I, and I'm hoping to help business owners and entrepreneurs and um, creators avoid the sticker shock that comes with some of the quotes that you're going to get because there's a lot of work that goes into creating these uh, these kinds of uh, more complicated websites. And then there are instances where, you know, you don't need to do all this. I, I've also been on the other side of this where people are... Um, you know, requesting and wanting to start a brand new website that has no marketing plan with these complex features and functionality. And it really doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. And it's not really a good use of money. So, um, you know, and we'll talk more about that on another episode, but that's what I wanted to cover for today to give you an idea of the, the factors that drive the cost of doing custom web design. So I hope that helps. This podcast is available in all of the places where you can sign up for podcasts. Uh, We are on iTunes. We're on Spotify. uh, We're in all of those various different places. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe and give us a review. Let me know how how I'm doing. And um, until then, until the next time, we'll see you then.